so welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, as I mentioned, I think that you are a complete badass chick. You, um, you're not selling yourself. You have basically, it seems like, you know, created um, a lifestyle that you've worked your whole life to get to where you are. Um, so tell a little bit about um, the program that you offer and what you do and your, I guess, transition from gymnast to coach or um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so my background, I grew up doing gymnastics um, and that was a huge part of my like life up until I was 19. Um, and after that, I was never really into like fitness, right? So I, I didn't go to the gym um, or any of those things. I was always active. So I would, you know, do whatever my friends were interested in, like go for bike rides, go for hikes, play in a squash league, um, <laughs> even though I was terrible at squash. Um, and then it was and when I got in my 30s, I, I moved to Canada and I started going to the gym. And I actually really enjoyed it just in terms of like getting really strong and seeing how strong I could get. And then when I bought my house and had the garage gym, um, like built the garage gym, I was like, got super into bodyweight training and was like, oh, this is even more fun because it's like combining that, you know, feeling really strong, but just feeling really strong in my own body. And so I could just like, I can lift myself up, um, which to me just felt even more powerful than being able to lift up a heavy weight. Just can I lift myself up in these positions and can I do all these things and I can do it anywhere. Um, and so that's really how I got into back into like bodyweight training and then coaching just, just kind of happened because people wanted to learn what I was doing. So people I met wanted to learn it. And so I started kind of coaching that way um, and then was like, oh, I need to be better at this. And then I started like learning from people and training and met so many amazing coaches and mentors online. And, and now I'm just obsessed with helping people feel the same way that, that I do. Well, it's cool to see how you... You know, because as I, I'm sure, how long have you been um, on social media? Oh, that's hard. Um, maybe like seven, eight years. So a while, but not like. Yeah. It's, I feel like now it's just so saturated with such a market. So it's really cool how you can stand out. You're building a real program. Like, you know, you do all the progressions, no matter where you are, from whatever level, you know, you can know nothing and have zero balance and coordination and you can build them up but yeah. how you can how your brand is really distinguishable and it's not it's not because you're selling yourself like you're selling you but you're not doing things like you know you see a lot of these girls who are like oh let me post a photo of my butt or let me you know do this right. or that and it's like it's not that like this is real stuff and this is stuff yeah. that's like really going to sell so it's really cool to see and honestly it's inspirational to see because it's like as a person who's on social media, it's hard to find your voice or your, you know, your voice. And it seems like yeah. you really did find your groove and, and you'd have so many different things. It's, it's there. It's just an array of many, 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 many different topics. Yeah. Yeah. I, I started social media, um, for fun. So a few friends were like, no, you have to be on Instagram. Um, and so it was just me posting my training. And immediately I found like I was connected to other people doing the same stuff. Um, like, and I had a small 
like I knew a couple of people who did handstands locally, but I would rarely meet up with them and just like starting posting on social media, I just made all these like friends. Um, and many of them I've met since. And it's like, we're instant best friends when we meet just because, you know, you have that connection that you, you have all these same passions and interests. And to me, it was just about posting like fun stuff that I was doing, um, showing that I was having fun. Cause it was, it's a blast doing the, the kind of training that, that we do. Um, and, and just trying to be light and entertaining in a way. Right. So when I got the cats, that just kind of added this other level of like, anything can be funny now. Like I can just do push-ups, and it's can be hilarious because I've got kittens on me. Um, and just, it's, it's huge. A huge part of it is for me, is just, it needs to be fun because otherwise I'm not going to want to post on Instagram. And so I post things I enjoy. I post things that are fun. And I, I hope that, that people connect with that and learn something and, or get inspired or, you know, cause I'm constantly learning from other people on there and seeing what other people are doing. I'm like, Oh, I want to try that. And it's a, uh, do you have, yeah. um, cause I feel like it, you know, especially now during COVID, if you don't really have like, like being in New York city, there were places that you can go, like, you know, you go to this place and you can work on like a specific calisthenics gym, or you can work on specific things that, you know, go to here for uh, gymnastics or whatever. But yeah. now that it's COVID, it's like you're kind of secluded. You're by yourself. Do you have like go-to motivational um, people that you kind of uh, look to, or you're just like you, you know, you brainstorm, you do your own thing, and figure it out? Yeah, and for 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 that kind of fun motivation stuff, I I tend to save Instagrams, so I have a lot of like folders of like things to try. Um, and so sometimes I'll just be like, I'll grab one of those and, and often it'll be, um, something really, that looks really cool and simple. And then I'll try it and it'll be like, oh, okay, that's impossible. So we move to the next one. Um, but it's just, yeah, I keep them in a little folder and, and give them a try. There's a lot of different people. Um, I'm going to do a really bad job of remembering names. Um, so yeah, I'm, but just, yeah. I, sorry, I, I don't have like the, the names okay. off the top of my head of, of these people, but it's different stuff. Um, but the one thing I started doing during COVID, because I think like everyone, like I have a home gym. I'm so lucky. I've trained here for the last seven years and yet I still find motivation was hard um, during COVID. It was just much harder for me to be like, well, let's keep working at my handstands. Um, and so I actually took up foot juggling. I um, saw with that little tiny, the teeny tiny blue ball. And it's yeah. like, it's insane. It's really just, you know, you see these things on social media and I was going to ask you this. So I see this and I know you're a real person. You, you know, you do this, but you see some things and you're like, that's not possible. Is that real? <laughs> you know? And so it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. So for me, that was just something that's like, I've never done this before. I get on a call once a week with this amazing circus performer, um, Arian, um, who's in Austria and she teaches me stuff every week. She teaches me new stuff and I'm like, this is so impossible. And then, um, m and most of it's not enhanced then right now, the stuff she teaches me. And then I just try and always experiment like, Oh, can I do that movement in a handstand and try to, to do it? But yeah, for me, it, like a huge part in, in COVID was just, okay, take the pressure off right? Like, and let's do something that's just fun. 
um, and I can just immerse myself in. Like you can't, you can't be worried about something else and be trying to balance balls on your feet. Like there has to be that hundred percent concentration. Um, otherwise, it's just like everything flying at your face. So, what was the hardest thing in your whole career of you know your whole life? What was the hardest thing for you to learn so far? Um, like skill movement wise, anything when it comes to that, like, you know, w working with your body, like, you yeah. know, getting, cause a lot of it see it's mental. Like yeah, I yeah. know people who say I can't, I'm, I can't even go upside down. And I'm like, well, you can, it's just, you just mentally have to get over that hump. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, that's a great question. Um, as, as a gymnast, I find, so when I was a kid, Lots of things were hard to learn, but you have that mindset at that age um, and growing up doing gymnastics where it's just like, oh yeah, I'll be able to do that. Like you see something really difficult and you're like, oh yeah, no, my coach will teach me that. We'll do all the progressions and I'll get there. So it never, even skills that took a year to learn or a long time to learn, never felt like that, that was really hard because I never had that kind of thought that, oh, I'm not going to do that. Right. You just, you just kept kept doing it. Um, but it's definitely harder when you don't have that coach with you every day, kind of being like, okay, you're ready for the next progression. Um, and so for me, like learning, learning a one arm was this really, uh, one arm handstand mm -hmm. was this really weird journey of like, just keep trying it at first. Right. So you just like, oh, I'm going to do a one arm. You just take one arm off the floor and you're like, well, that doesn't work. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of a series of like, it's such a long process to build up the strength and control. Like, and you can be like touching one finger on the floor for like weeks or months even without like feeling like you're getting to the next stage where you're actually taking one arm off. And it's, the progress is so slow. And especially when you're doing it on your own, it's like, it's a very challenging journey. And I think it's a similar journey to people who are, starting out never having done gymnastics and are learning a handstand as an adult and they're on their own in their gym mm -hmm. and they're trying to learn this movement and they're like this feels like it's going to be impossible like how do i how do i take all these little steps and it's just a huge part of it is just trusting in the process uh trusting that even if you're in in a particular training session you're like well it didn't make any progress just knowing that behind the scenes there's lots of little things going on in your brain and in your body making these connections mm -hmm. and then it's going to click and you're going to get it and it takes time but it's 100% 100% worth it and in your programs you give every single progression like no matter where the person's starting beginning advanced doesn't matter where you give options yeah yeah so there's um yeah, there's like progressive programming to get from, you know, having done nothing to being able to perform these movements. And in my coaching group, so in um, Master the Handstand, which is kind of my main learn a handstand program, mm -hmm. I mean, that, that program has detailed coaching and we have a coaching group. And so, you know, a lot of the times we'll be adding in little extra exercises for specific people. So specific either like oh this person has you know uh um wrist restriction that most people don't have so it's not in the main program but it's like okay we can give you this specific wrist exercises to really help you with that or you know um this here's a, some extra drills for really getting the kick up uh because someone might be 
having a hard time. So yeah, we have that. That's what's great about having that coaching group and, and the kind of one-on-one, uh, individual feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's really a cool thing. I mean, I think that there are so many bad things about social media, but there are also so many good things about it. And I think that when I see these types of things, it really makes me happy because like, where else would you be able to get this type of help? I mean, essentially it's personalized one-on-one help, any questions yeah. or issues or injuries or anything that you need to work around, you can, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, what, okay. So it's a mind game part of it. Is yeah. there anything that you, um, I don't know about meditation, but like, do you have like a mantra or something that you kind of tell yourself like when you're, you know, like when you're just at your last end of patience and you're like, okay, I'm done with this or like, you know, you'll go back to it. But it's like, I find that people really don't have, especially now, everything is just a quick fix. You want it immediately. Yeah. And th- this isn't, this is not that this is a process and you have to put the time in and the effort and the work and yeah yeah i mean so that's interesting you brought up meditation um i've i've always struggled with meditation and it's something that only in the last couple of years have i really started to kind of give myself the time to actually be like okay, um, I'm actually just going to sit and try this. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before I was always like five minutes and I'm like, this isn't working for me. Right. <laughs> I was like, um, I always had a really hard time with it. And it, but it's definitely a practice that, that can benefit your handstands, um, and can benefit your training. I've always, I find, always find gymnastics very, I guess it's the same thing as meditation. It allows me to really, um, get rid of the clutter and focus in on that specific thing. Because if you're not, if you're not a hundred percent focused on, uh, your body, um, what you're feeling, um, how that movement feels like as you're doing it, it's very hard to progress. Like you can't just go and like, just, I'm just going to put reps in. Um, right. and at the same time, I'm thinking about dinner and this and that, and you know, all these things that are going on in my life, like it just doesn't work and you have to get into that zone. Um, and some things that really help me is having fairly structured warm up. Um, hmm. So it might, fair, it might be different day to day, but I'll have specific things that I go through. And during that time, that's kind of my time to mentally prepare myself. Um, so just, kind of getting myself in that mind zone. I'm a huge fan of visualization. And I do this a lot with especially more challenging movements, um, where I don't want to have to do 100 reps uh, to try and find the right one, because, uh, you know, that's a lot of work. Uh, I'd rather just, you know, do 100 times in my head and then do one rep. Um, so I'm a huge fan of visualization. And the way that I use that, I, I used to struggle with it a lot. And part of the reason was because I thought that I had to like visually see myself like as if, as if, as if I was watching myself on TV performing mm-hmm. a movement. And some people do visualize that way and have really good success with it. But the way I visualize is more um, focusing on what am I thinking about? What's my thought process as I'm doing this movement? And what do I feel as I'm doing this okay. movement? Okay. 
So it might be for my handstand. You know, if I was just doing a kick up to handstand, visualizing it might be okay. I'm going to start by just really feeling my hands on the floor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Feeling that engagement, feeling the connection with the floor. As I kick up, I'm going to feel that weight shift into my fingers and into the, my hands. I'm going to really push and feel my shoulders push away from the floor. And then that feeling of pulling the ribs in, which is really hard to describe, um, but like, you know what it feels like. And just kind of going through in my head that sequence and trying to push my feet up to the ceiling. Uh, and that kind of practice really helps when I then go and try and do the movements um, because I've already kind of prepared it in my head a few times. Well, and then when some, when your body, it's like your, there's that saying where it's like, it's not your body, your body's not going to fail. It's your mind you have to convince, right? So when your right. mind is already there and your body is just going to follow whatever your mind says. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why it's, it's so important when you're thinking about doing your handstand that you don't think about things like don't fall over and hurt yourself. Yeah. Right. Like rather than thinking about that, setting yourself up so that, you know, you're not going to firstly. So like, you know how to bail yeah. um, or if you don't know how to bail, you've got a spotter that you trust mm -hmm. that can catch you. So making sure that that worst case scenario can't happen, but then thinking about what are the things that I can actually do? Okay. So let's think about using my fingers or let's think about pushing really hard and thinking about a positive um, because the more you think like, don't do that, don't do that, don't right. do that, the more, yes. the more your brain's just thinking about that and the more likely you are to do it. So yeah, it's sure. funny. I, f I find that most, I mean, I'm sure also with, you know, handstands and this type of stuff, but, and the, with the most repercussions is snowboarding. As soon as I like think some bad thought, I eat it. And I'm like, yeah. I, so it's always like only positive, just, just stick, keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. With your, um, what, sorry, I'm like, I, there were a bunch of things you said and I'm like, okay, which one do I want to go to? When you record your, um, and I'm going to back up, going back to social media. So when you record your social media and your videos and stuff, how much time, because at this point, this is your life, right? Like, is this, mm -hmm. I'm assuming, is this your full-time job? This is your, this yeah. is what you're doing. This is your everything. So you have to put a lot of time and effort in the videos and this and that, or do you just record yourself when you're how, like, how does that whole thing work? Because I think that a lot of the times, especially with social media, people look and they see and they just think, okay, well, I can do that. I don't know if you have this in Canada, but in New York, there's a lot of like, oh, I do fitness part-time or I do this part-time. And it's like, you're either all in or you're not. Right. Or, I don't know. It's my, my, my mentality with everything pretty much. So it's interesting because I know obviously you put time, a lot of time into your recordings and your videos and that you, you know, all the little um, were the text that pops up and it's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so I started when I first started Instagram, as I said, it was just kind of for fun. I'd be filming things in my workouts and just like parts of what I was doing, I'd film and share it. And then it got to the point where I wanted to start posting more educational content and actually teaching people things and showing like how you can progress on things. And so I just started doing it at the same time. So I'd be like during my workout, just be like, oh yeah, I'll just post 
film this and post it. And then my workouts just ended up being these like filming sessions where I was just <laughs> filming for Instagram. And I was like, no, this doesn't work anymore. So I really try hard. Like I'll, I'll, I'll sometimes film stuff just to share on my stories, what I'm doing in my own workouts, but I'll try and make a separate time for filming. Um, and especially because I, I like to get the cats thin. Um, it just makes it, makes it kind of fun. So I, I'll typically try and film a bunch of videos at the same time. And so I'll, I'll like plan out my week of Instagram and I'll try and film a bunch of them. And then I lo- I like video editing. I know most people don't, but it's like, I, I was my tramp- university trampoline called video editor. <laughs> so like, it's, it's something that's kind of, it's actually quite enjoy doing that part of it. Um, it's time consuming, but it's something I enjoy. So adding the little text and stuff is that's, that's really just the fun. You're like one of those few people that actually likes it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, it's good then. Then you enjoy every aspect of what you're doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I tend to, I try to kind of stack it so that it doesn't, you know, take up every day um, and kind of have a plan and, and go with that. But sometimes, you know, I just, sometimes things come up where you, you know, you do something really cool. You're like, oh, I want to share that. So, <laughs> Is there anything that you're working on now, like a specific, um, some sort of progression that you're going towards or like, is there a move that you can't do that you're, you know, working on or? Yeah. So right now, actually, um, I'm working on, so I'm doing the foot juggling. I have a coach for that. Um, and I also Where just did you started... even find that idea? So I, I messaged, do you know Emmett Lewis? No, but I will look her up. Okay. No, it's a guy. He, oh, okay, um, he's, so he's um, kind of a circus guy. He teaches handstands and, and flexibility stuff. And I want, and he also, he's a juggler. So he does juggling. And so with I just thought during feet. the pandemic, sorry? He juggles with his hands and feet. And just mostly hands. Okay. And so I messaged him because I was like, during the pandemic, I was like, I want to learn something new. I'm going to learn to juggle. And so I sent him a message saying, hey, I want to learn to juggle. And he messaged me back and said, well, what do you want to learn? I said, I don't know, just anything. I said, oh, but also this. And I sent him this really cool video of a girl doing like handstands with balls on her feet. And she like amazing stuff. And so he's like, oh, you should train with Arian. And then just kind of hooked me up with her. So I didn't kind of set out necessarily to do foot juggling, but my ultimate goal was to combine it with handstands. So it's just worked out really perfect. Something new um, and cool. And that's exactly where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that one is, that one's just super fun. I don't have specific like skills because I don't even know what the skills are. Like, she, like I, I'm like such a newbie juggler. I don't even know what I should be working towards. It's just all super fun for me. Um, but the other thing I really want to do is um, weighted pull-ups. Yeah. And I, you can do I'm, weighted pull-ups. Are you kidding me? No, I can, but not like, I'm so much stronger pushing than I am pulling. Mm, like, got it. Um, and so I just want to get stronger at that. So I've just started a kind of program for working towards some heavier weighted pull-ups and just trying to see how strong I can get with that. Um, it's just, awesome. It's, so- um, I actually, it's so funny that you said that because I set my goal. So I had a baby a year ago and my goal was like, because, you know, when you have a baby, everything's just out of whack. Like you think this is going to be good and that's good. And it's like, 
No, like basically you're starting back at zero or, you know, whatever zero right. is for each person. <clears throat> and so I said, okay, by the end of the year, so by the end of this year, so by December in a few months, I was like, I'm going to have 15 strict pull-ups. Like, and I was at like, yeah, I think eight or something. And I was like, you know what, let me start doing weighted pull-ups because that will help a lot. And so yeah. I started doing weighted pull-ups uh, maybe, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. And it's like, wow. It's, I mean, I can, yeah. I do, I'm at now, I can do five with 10 pounds and That's I good. do both grips and I'm like, I'll do five this way, five, 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 back and forth for a few sets. And it's amazing because it really like, and you feel so good. And it's like, you don't, it's like, I like weights. And I think that yeah. going back to your original point of it is so much more impressive to be able to move your body. Like the mo and I think, do you know this? I'm sure you know this guy, Ido Portal. Yeah. The movements guy. Um, but I, he, at one point he said, I mean, I think I read it at some point that he said something like, why move weights if you can't even move your body? And it's so true because most people can't move their own body. And it's like, there's just so much that we can do. Like whether it's a handstand or, you know, walks or, you know, handstand pushups or whatever it is, like there's so much we can do. And even if you can do that, then going to the flexibility part of it, like there's yeah. just so much that why do we really, and I'm, I'm saying this and I do, I use weights and pretty much every workout unless I'm like traveling, but like, we don't need weights. Like our body right. is plenty. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So you're going to your weighted pull-ups, which I love. Um, where, how are you, how's it going? Oh, it's good. So I, I, I've actually created, almost finished a pulling program uh, with a climber, a climber friend of mine, um, Mercedes Palmier. Okay. Palmier. Um, so we've just kind of finished the program. It's almost ready to, to go out. Um, and so I've been testing that for the last 12 weeks. And so I kind of was getting to the end and I'm like, I want to keep going with this because it's like really progressing. Um, and so I actually reached out to, um, there's a girl I, I follow on Instagram who's like a huge inspiration for me. Um, I think she has like world records in weighted pull-ups. Um, she's too old to train. It's her Instagram handle. Too old her to train? Yeah, so it's okay. like the number two old to train, and her name's uh, Kate, and she has a cat as well, so we <laughs> connection. Um, and so yeah, I just reached out to her, and I, I actually yesterday was my first day of doing the programming that she gave me. Um, I'm just super excited to kind of progress on something new and yeah. see how strong I can get with that. So it's, it is, uh, you know, and it, there's something very empowering about being a woman and being able to do all these things, like. Like, yes, gymnastics is amazing, and I already have my daughter in it, and I think it's super important. But I think that being able to do, like, the pull-ups and the push-ups, and because, you know, it's just it's just so empowering. And it builds your confidence. Like, there's just so many other factors that come into it. And I feel like people, like, when they, and I'm, I, you've probably gotten this, like, oh, well, you're obsessed. Like, do you really need to do it every day, all the time? And it's like, well, yeah. no, I, it brings me happiness. Like, I really enjoy it. So, yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what is yeah. your rebuttal to that when people say, if you, do you get that? Um, yeah, I, I think, 
you know, people, especially people who maybe don't want to train every day. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, you do so much, you do all this stuff and it's, it's really, but, but that's what I'm doing for, for fun. That's like, it's my, that's what gives me joy. And that gives me the energy to be able to do some of the other stuff that's maybe not as fun for me, like, you know, accounting or like whatever, whatever work stuff I, I have to do that I don't want to do. Um, and so, you know, I just, I, to friends of mine who, especially like, they're like, they think it's crazy that there are enough adults in the world, like who want to learn a handstand that I can do this as a job. They're like, there are other people like you out there. Um, and you know, I, I, the way I kind of approach it is I'm, I'm like, so you're saying that you wouldn't want to be able to do a handstand. And they're like, well, no, I would want to be able to do it. I just, I can't like, I'm not a gymnast. That's not. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, you could, right? Like I can absolutely teach you that, um, and break it down and progress you up to that level. Um, and most of them are not, don't want it enough to actually do that. You know, most of my friends play hockey. That's where I met a lot of my friends. So, you know, they're all hockey obsessed and might. Are these you know, women hockey friends or men hockey friends or both? Women, women hockey friends. Yeah. Speaking of that, I saw this hashtag of yours of lesbians playing with balls. And I thought that it was the funny, like I actually started laughing and who I was with was like, what? Like you're laughing, like you're, I'm like, yes, this is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how that, that hashtag start. I can't even remember the first Instagram that I used that hashtag. But if you if you click on the hashtag, it's like it's most it's there's might be two other posts, but otherwise it's all me. I I <laughs> enjoy amazing. it. And I, I enjoy the it. <laughs> it, it makes me laugh that people actually notice the hashtag. And so always that's yeah. great. Yeah. It's it's just yeah, it's, it's just fun. <laughs> so most of your friends play hockey and they wanna learn how to do handstands, but they yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when pushed, they're like, well, yeah, it would be cool to be able to do it. But, you know, when I say to them, this is what it would take, like, they're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that, right? Because to them, they want to do things, if they're going to do training outside of playing hockey, they want to do training that's going to make them better at hockey. So they want to do, you know, the mobility work that's going to help them with that, the leg strengthening, um, like all the stuff the kind of I mean, handstands would help, I guess, for the. I uh, would say so. Maybe like for your agility, wrist strength, your yeah. forearm strength. A hundred percent. Yeah, but the fact that I'm like terrible at hockey, though, doesn't really—it's <laughs> <laughs> not a selling point. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do think though that it's, and I was just talking with someone about this, how I think that it is so important to do things that supplement one another, right? Like, so yes, doing handstands will help handstands. But I'm sure there were other are other things that will help supplement getting a better handstand, whether it's doing core exercises or wrist exercises or shoulder, or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. There are other things. What you know, if you're a marathon runner, only running isn't going to necessarily help your running. You need to, you know, yeah. weight train, cross train, do things that will help help it. And I'm sure it's the same yeah. with this. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, with handstands, and people can get in that trap of like only training handstands um you know they spend so much time doing that that they and especially um 
straight arm pushing. So they'll train so much straight arm pushing, kind of not do the bent arm pushing because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not strong in the bent arm position. Um, and so all my one-on-one students, they like they don't get away with just doing, um, like if they want to learn a press to handstand, they're also going to be learning a handstand push-up. Just the benefits of that bent arm pushing um, and the benefits of adding in some pulling work just for your shoulders. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, it's nice to kind of have that one thing that's like what you really want to focus on, but you also want to kind of be like doing all these other things is going to help with that as well. So, yeah, that, and I almost seems like, I mean, and on social media, there's, um, there's something going on, obviously. (laughs) Okay. There's, um, and I mean, you have a program, right? So programs will give you wherever you are to your progressions or regressions or wherever it is. And yeah. I think that it's so easy to get caught up in, well, this person's doing this and this and, the, and you know, bouncy and spiral down the hall and just try to do what everyone's doing rather than just paying the fee and buying the subscription or buying the program where that's yeah. the actual answer. Like that's where, that's how you're really going to see the results. What Whether it's this or, you know, you want to improve your you know, squatting or whatever it is. I don't know. But that's, yeah. I think that that's why it's when you are on a program. And I think that a lot of people don't understand this, that when you're on a program, you provide all the tools that they need, whether it's a pushing, whether it's a pulling, whether it's a balance, whether it's, you know, this or that or whatever to better the overall goal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially on with with social media, with Instagram, like you can see, oh, this person is really strong, good at this thing, and they're doing this drill, and this person's really good, and they're doing this drill. And people tend to jump from drill to drill, kind of looking for that magic one that will just immediately mm-hmm. click and make it happen. And, you know, like I'll have certain drills in my program. If you look at someone else's handstand program, they might have some of the same drills, but then other drills. And I don't think it's necessarily like, my drills are the best. This is the only way to do it. Um, it's really just, you have to spend time on specific exercises in order to make them better. You can't just do an exercise once and then I'll do a different exercise and then do a different exercise and expect to get better, right? You have to be like, I'm going to do this exercise, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple of weeks and I'll pro- make this exercise better. And I think um, one thing that my foot juggling coach said to me, cause she, she, every week she teaches me some new things and I'm like, ah, I can't practice all these. And she <laughs> says, it doesn't matter. Right. She says, choose one or two exercises that you like, that you find help you progress and just do those exercises, practice those exercises, make them better, spend time with those because, you know, there's lots of different ways to get better at balancing balls on your feet. Um, and so I feel it's the same with handstand. Like there's lots of different ways to learn a handstand, but if you just jump from drill to drill, from exercise to exercise, then you're not going to get there. You need to kind of like, okay, this is the exercise I'm going to work on and I'm going to spend some time and commit to it and put in that work and improve it. And that's how you're going to get there. Um, but you don't need, you don't need a million exercises. Just pick the ones that you enjoy that, give you some good progress and, and practice. Yeah. It's definitely, um, it's just being consistent, like just keep putting the work in. And even, I mean, I can't say it enough. That's what it is. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. It's not just going (laughs) to happen. 
Um, do you see with, um, because you have a gymnast background and have you ever worked with yogis? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a number, number of, uh, yogis in my groups. Yeah. I, um, so I, I was training for a little while with a few girls who are yogis and I don't have any background aside from chasing my brother and trying to keep up with him and, you know, doing whatever he was doing, which is my, my where my antics come from. Um, but it's funny because I'm at one point, one of the girls who, cause I can do handstand walks and they're, I can go forever. They're not pretty, but I can go. And the girl who is a yogi, like she can do, you know, all the presses, the, this, that, and, but she's a yogi. She's like, I cannot walk. She's like, of all the things I do, I cannot handstand walk. And it's crazy to me because it's like, it's, and the more that I've kind of asked around about it, it seems like a lot of people, like gymnasts can hold and walk, but yogis can just hold. Did you see right. that at all? Um, yeah, I mean, now that, now that you've pointed it out, I think that seems pretty right? pretty true. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to kind of completely generalize uh, yeah. with yogis, but they tend to be people who... You know, especially the people who have been doing yoga for a really long time and who are really like deep into yoga, mm-hmm. they tend to be very flexible. And the challenge with them in handstands is stabilizing. Um, so, for example, like my end range. So if I put my arms overhead, I can't get my arms much further than just straight up. So when I get in a handstand, that's a pretty comfortable position. Um, but it's I don't have the range to go way, way further than that. Whereas a lot of my yogi students can get in much more flexible positions with their shoulders, with their spines, with their hips. And so actually finding that straight line and being strong in a straight line is lots of times more challenging for them because they really need to learn how to stabilize Mm -hmm. that specific position. And then when you add walking into it and you have that movement, because often they're very, they're very bendy, um, it can be it can be a little harder to really create the stability. I think to to do that. And do you um, also help with um, flexibility, mobility things, or you're doing um, only handstands? Yeah. So a lot of I mean, because mobility is such a huge part for many people, um, it's definitely a big part of of what I teach and what we do in our in my programs. Um, Especially my program handstand building blocks, which is really kind of my foundation um, handstand course. And that one includes a lot of like building the overhead mobility, building your wrist mobility, um, building your hip mobility, Mm -hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff, because it's it is it's I I noticed this when um, kind of strange uh, sidetrack here, but Whenever I play hockey, I always do a handstand before the game and I have like shoulder pads on and a helmet um, and like all this gear and I try and kick up to handstand and I can't get my arms up. And I'm like, it is so hard to do a handstand when you're that restricted in your like movement and in your position. And, you know, I think always think about like students who have that restriction in their own range of motion. And it's like, it makes the handstand so much harder when you can't get it into the stacked into the position. So yeah, the mobility part is is really huge. Well, and when you think about it, most people, you know, they're they're sitting at the at, like even if they're not at the office now because COVID, they're sitting on their computer like this most of the time. Like very rarely are people, or are they actually working on you know getting their arms overhead and 
really working on their posture. And yeah, I mean, you know, going into a handstand or you really, you can't, there's no this when you're upside down, like you really got to right. be open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's why, you know, I think as well, like uh, making sure you do that warm up and you do that preparation before you kind of start your handstands can be really, really helpful. Um, just because, you know, we, we do spend so much time, uh, sitting at desks or, you know, on our phones. Um, everything's yeah. hunched over now, like down hunched, just caved forward. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little about your cats because I think that they, <laughs> they're a big role in your, uh, social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the cats are, it's funny. So I grew up with cats. Um, but then when I got my, you know, when I, as an adult, I was like, you know what? I don't really want, and as a mom, you're going to find this really terrible, but I was like, I don't want the commitment of, of pets. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, and, and so we went, uh, and so yeah, my wife, always wanted cats she was like really wanted cats and I was just like you know what it just makes everything like we can't go away like we have to do all this stuff and um they're messy and so yeah we didn't get cats and then we went to Australia New Zealand um for three months and it was amazing but while we were there I was just like you know what like I don't like I don't care if about, I don't remember what we have at home. I don't care if, you know, we get pets and they ruin our stuff. Like we saw that we met these cats in um, Christchurch and it was just like, they were so fun. And <laughs> my wife was just like, her eyes lighting up. And I'm like, so when I was there, I was like, okay, if you want cats, you can, we can get cats. <laughs> so we get back and the next day she's like, we've got like five appointments the day after we return home to like see kittens or something. Um, and we ended up seeing two and, and we were only going to get one, but then made the mistake of seeing two and then you can't not take them both. Um, and yeah, just absolutely took over our lives. Well, you know, <laughs> so. they're, they're very self-sufficient. I think like, I think dogs are a little more needy. We have one and he's so needy, but I think cats are a little more independent. Like they just do their thing or is it how you train them? I don't know. I've never had a cat. We we have the most needy cats, and <laughs> it could be how we train them. It could it, <laughs> that could, it could be because we have um, yeah because of how we've uh, raised them. But they are super needy. Like they they don't like to be left alone. They we because we're we're close to a main road we have raccoons in the backyard so we don't they're indoor cats but we take them out on a leash like chester uh would go outside all the time so she's always you know yelling at us to get outside and and because i'm i'm, I'm like oh i want to be outside all the time too so i feel this incredible guilt about that so i take her out all the time so they are they are really spoiled um, cats <laughs> it's amazing but sure. you know i think that they probably um they only enhance your your videos because they can be a part of it. Whereas, yeah. like, I just posted a video of my dog and he's like humping my leg. Oh, right? I like, saw it. it was hilarious. Like, dogs are so <laughs> like he's gonna bulldoze me over. He's gonna lay on me and lick me and like the cats are. They help. They're conducive to what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I, it can, it's pretty funny. Like the, the dog, the dog humping your leg for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he's the biggest baby, but he's such a he's. 
it's funny, right? Because he's like, he knows he's not allowed to hump me. So he'll hump the air next to me. <laughs> and like with my daughter, he's, my daughter's obsessed with him. So she'll like pick, she'll grab his collar and try to walk him or she'll grab his leash. And, and he knows like he, he's so good. Like when she comes, she'll grab his bones and throw them. And he's like, he'll just wait. And like, she'll throw him and then he'll go get it and bring it back and hope that she leaves him alone. But like, it's amazing how, you know, kids and animals and it's a whole thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, but I think, I think the animal thing, uh, the cats for sure, it's, it's been like a huge, like, a di- like it's been like a huge benefit both to like my life. Like I, I love having them. They're so much <laughs> fun. They're such like good company. Um, but also like to the people that I meet on Instagram, like I meet so many more people who have cats and you know i feel this like huge connection with other people who post like videos with their cats or pictures um like handstands with cats and like it's the number of cat owners in my coaching groups has like drastically increased um like we have we have like a thread on like introduce your cat (laughs) oh my yeah but it's there is some sort of connection when it comes to like like if you're not an animal person there's something wrong with you like whether it's cats dogs whatever like you you, there's like this soft spot for an animal but like I'm allergic to cats so I've never really dabbled with them but my ex actually we when we were together we had a uh, he got a it was a serval savannah mix so it was like a dog and he would like play fat he was a such a cool cat and I remember he would sleep on my head like my hair would be wet and he would sleep right on my head and I would wake up and my, I was just swollen and puffy and itchy and it was horrible. Um, and I, I remember just being like, I, I, I'm just allergic. I just, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I get it. I get a, I love animals and pets and they fill a void that you didn't even know you had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to share? Definitely your handle. Um, and then in your, uh, link tree, I'll include like a little video snippet so people can go through and, uh, click through for tutorials, questions, any of this stuff. Um, so handle and whatever else you have to share. Yeah. I mean, uh, the only, uh, yeah, the only thing I really kind of want to share is, is just that, you know, if anyone is listening and they're in that category of like, well, it would be cool to be able to do some of that stuff, but I'm, you know, it's not for me. I'm not a gymnast. I'm not flexible. I'm too tall. <laughs> like whatever, whatever the thing is, it's like, it is absolutely possible to learn it. And it's about taking those progressive steps, um, working on finding the best handstand or the best movement for your body. So, you know, someone who's tall, like I don't expect them to have exactly the same handstand as someone who's smaller or someone, you know, who has, you know, different body proportions, like press the handstand can be so much harder. And and it's just like, we don't, it's not about like, you have to be this perfect um, size and shape or age to do it, to do this stuff. Um, it's like, if you want to do it, then let's make a plan. Let's find those progressions and find the best handstand for you. For you. It's awesome. Um, and it's possible. I think that, I mean, I'm sure you have people that you've, you know, taught and gone through your programs where in their wildest dreams, they didn't, they just, you know, they put the work in and they figured, okay, step by step, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it is possible. And I think that truly when you set your mind to anything, you, you can do it. It's just being consistent and doing it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things I got out of doing gymnastics as a kid was just this belief that, uh, you know, I can do, I can learn something. I can, I, I can do that. And it might be a lot of work, but you know, I've done the, Oh, that moves really cool. And I can't do it at all. Take all these little steps and practice it for a long time and get there. And I've done that so many times that I just kind of trust in it. And for a lot of people, it's like it's been a while since they learned something completely new. And it's just like learning to kind of reframe something and be like, okay, that is possible for me, believing that, mm-hmm. and then committing and taking those steps and being consistent with it. Well, and you know, it's as an adult, it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. Like it's un- it's uncomfortable, yeah. right? Like it's hard to it's hard to do new things when you barely got enough time in the day to do the things you want to do. But I think that yeah. it's, you know, making, doing things that you're not comfortable with is so important to just, to expanding yourself a little bit and becoming, there's something so rewarding about it when you can learn something new or, you know, even if you just something a little bit out of your comfort zone, it's just for me. And I know that I'm probably yeah. weird in that sense, but like, it just feels so good to do something that's not, that's something that's uncomfortable, basically. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's, you know, it's, that's, that's how you grow. That's how you become like, get better at more things and be able to do more things is like, you have to go through that getting uncomfortable, that discomfort. Um, Yeah, for sure. Well, and the more that you, you in general, when someone does it, the more they do it, the easier it becomes. And I think that that's the biggest thing to remember that, yeah, it might suck initially, but it's, it's a process. And when you get to the, the end goal or whatever, do you have people who they have a goal and then they surpass it and they're like, okay, well now what? Like they want to keep going with you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, you know, people often start off just like, I just want to kick up to the wall or I just want to hold a handstand. And then, you know, as soon as they get that, like, it doesn't like, they don't even, it's not even like, you know, a few months later, it's like, as soon as they get that, they're like, well, what's next? I want to press the handstand. I want a handstand push up. I want to do a one arm. Like, I, I think that, you know, the goal is always, there's always going to be a new goal. When you, when you meet a goal, there's always going to be the next one. And, and I think I say that to people sometimes in like, don't rush to try and get there because as soon as you do, you're going to, you're going to create a new point that you want to get to. So slow down, enjoy the process, take your time. Um, and that way people usually get faster if they are not so focused on that end goal. Um, what do you think is the hardest, um, when it comes to handstands, right? Like there's like the different types of presses and there's, um, what do you, what is the most challenging, like the top, top elite level kind of move? Yeah. I mean, there's probably like, if you look at like circus performers, um, some of the stuff they do is just like, it looks physically and physically impossible. Like it's, it's just very crazy like just the control and some of it you can't even imagine. You're like, I didn't even imagine that that was possible. Um, for me, what always super impresses me is when someone does like a one arm stalled press. So basically a stalled press is sitting on the floor, you press down and lift up in 
yeah. to straddle and then press up to handstand. And so someone doing that on one arm is like, to me, that is just. It like defies gravity. Yeah. It's it like, really oh, is just. It's mind blowing. Um, but yeah, if you look at circus people, like they do stuff all the time. That's just like, oh. it's like, how, how is that possible? It's just so, it's so incredible to watch and you just see like oh my god what the human body is capable of what people are capable of when they it's awesome what do you think is the coolest thing you can do like what's your best trick um so i a one arm handstand i think because it took me so long to like it was one of one of the movements that took so much work and and i spent um so much effort getting it's it always feels great to be able to do that and do that with control. And, um, so I really like that. I, I love doing like strength movements though. So like a full range of motion handstand push up, um, something like that just feels really strong. So I don't, yeah, it's hard to, I like both of those things. There's so many, uh, I mean, it's like, it's just, I think that it's, our bodies are just incredible. Like it yeah. just, I really can't fathom just how, in our minds, right? Like just, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a couple of reasons why I like those two things more than other things is like, I couldn't do them as kids. And I, these are things I learned mm. in my like thirties and forties. Um, and it's wow. just, it's really cool. That's so cool. It's That's just really, yeah, it's just like. Okay, when I was like a teenager doing gymnastics 30 hours a week, I couldn't do this stuff, but now I can. It's, it's what do you think change? Just you're putting more time in, more? Um, I mean, partly it's like I, I never worked those things. So, like, you don't really, in gymnastics, you don't really do a one arm handstand. Right. Um, and you don't necessarily train like handstand push ups specifically like it's not like a skill that you would train mm -hmm. um but like you might do it some stuff like that in conditioning but i'm definitely stronger in that movement way stronger in that movement now than i i was as a gymnast and i think it's more just like that's what i'm focused on i'm focused on that strength aspect um and i'm a lot smarter with my training um you know as a kid it's just like I was just like, more, 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 more. Let's just do more and I'll get better. And, and, and as a kid, you can get away with a lot of bad programming. Whereas as an adult, I'm a lot smarter in terms of like how I, how I program and progress that and make sure I'm doing the right, uh, the right things. I think aside from it just being so incredibly awesome, it's so cool that you can do it. And it's not like, you don't have a body type, right? Like if you see a bodybuilder you know she or he's probably a bodybuilder if you see a you know this person that person whatever you know that they're probably that but with this it's just like this you're just strong and it's not like overwhelmingly in your face like it's it's just so it's so cool because you could just literally whip it out and no one would have any idea yeah yeah i think that's a really cool thing about when you get a group of people who are, you know, in like movement culture, if you want to call yes. call it anything, but yes. uh, people who do a lot of bodyweight movement, a lot of kind of uh, maybe like soft acrobatics, locomotions, and no one there looks like, you know, as you said, no one looks like a, you know, powerlifter yeah. or like a bodybuilder. 
Um, and then you see what these people can do, and it's just like, wow. <laughs> like, it is. Uh, or parkour people. Yeah. Parkour people like that as well. Like, they, they, and then they just do the, like, you just do something, and you're like, how is that physically possible? Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just people learning how to, to use their body and um, doing really cool stuff. It is. Yeah. Well, I will keep watching your videos and being inspired. Um, do that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, enjoy your afternoon. Thank you.